0: Live from the Fremont Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. Bring on the light. In the rain. Bring on the rain. In the light. (laughs) What's in a name? A sense of belonging to a place, a profession, a family. When I was getting ready to go to elementary school, I had Father Unknown on my birth certificate. And it's not because my father was unknown to us. It's because he hadn't signed the birth certificate. And so my mom, you know, getting ready to go to school, having to give them my birth certificate, father unknown, mark of shame, not having it. So she gave him an ultimatum and a deadline, and he missed it. And so her husband, at the time, had agreed to adopt me, which is part of where the ultimatum came in, right? She had something backing it up. And so he adopted me, and I remember being so excited. I had this pretty white dress on. I was the first one into the judge's office to do the ceremony, if you would call it that. And it just made me feel so good that he wanted to be a part of my life. And he was cool. He drove a, he rode a Harley Davidson, he was cool. (laughs) Right. And so we were like the Brady Bunch. He had three kids. She had three kids. Except we didn't all live together. But we were a family of six. And he t- paid his child support. And my mom didn't really get child support. So it created a bit of financial strain in our family. And so there were a lot of my kids versus your kids battle that went down in the house. And I remember that it always made me feel like it was my fault that they were fighting, being the young child that I was. And then also, it made it feel like he took back being my dad. And there was that one point where he went to discipline me, and I said, you're not my dad! Right? So that did happen. And we had, you know, a lot of families. we have we have our hard times, you know? We've got our shit to work through. Ours was no different. And holidays always had a special way of bringing everything to the front. <laughs> and there was one year in my freshman year of high school, I just refer to it as the Thanksgiving fiasco, because everything fell apart. And me and my teenage angst, I was pretty, pretty upset. And I stopped calling my mom by I started calling her by her name, and I started calling him by his name, and my mom was like, child, you are my child, don't even try that shit. And then I put an end to it, I was like, you're right mom, I'm sorry. John didn't do that. And so, he became John, and there was a way that silence just kind of permeated the space between us. There was a couple times I tried to throw in the towel, strike up conversation after school before my mom got home from work, and he just walked out of the room. So I gave up. And I disappeared further and further and further into the basement where I lived, where my room was, and he disappeared further and further and further and further into the television. And then, magically, 10 years later, another holiday. I had moved to Southern California for the first time, and so my mom was passing the phone around so I could talk to everyone and wish them a happy holiday. It's a much smoother holiday, let me tell you. <laughs> Except towards the end of the call, she passed the phone to John. <laughs> we found our way through. It was quite awkward. And it broke the ice. And so subsequent trips home, I put in a little more effort. He was a little more responsive. We worked our way up to hugs. I was like, I'm just going to hug him. You know, hey, can I have a hug? And it worked. He did. And so it was just a really slow, gradual process with us. And we got some assists in some pretty interesting, unexpected places. About four years ago, I got my own Harley Davidson. Yes. Yes. And it was amazing how the crinkle of my leather reminded me of him. And how it felt like, so I was wearing that leather jacket, like I felt a piece of him in me. And then there was. The downshifting into first gear. There's just something about that sound that just took me back to all the many rides that he took me on when I was a kid. Just loved it. And then a point came where I was looking through some old photos, and I found a photo of me in that white dress the day of getting adopted, and the big smile on my face, and him standing next to me in his, you know, fancy duds. Bikers can get, you know. <laughs> and it, we just, we look like a family. And there was another photo of me in my Little League outfit and him in his Little League outfit and me holding a trophy. And I remembered, wow, he coached our Little League team. Just hadn't even kept that memory. And there's a way that this journey just brought me into reclaiming the good memories. And it reminded me. That there was love there. So this past summer, I changed my name to Amanda Rain. I made it, Amanda's been my name, but I changed my last name legally. And after going through this journey, you know, because for a long time, when people would call me by Amanda Brazzle, it took me back to that place within me that didn't feel like I belonged and just the pain of the absence of relationship with him, and so I just tried to not use that. I I was just Amanda, (laughs) all the time, just Amanda. And then about eight years ago, I started going by Amanda Rain, informally, and most people knew me by that. And there was a way that it felt important this year that I turned 40 to claim that legitimately for myself. And so I did. And I didn't want it to be the big fuck you that I had intended it to be for like 20 years of wanting to change my name. It didn't, I didn't have that in me anymore. And I wanted to call him dad again. We're getting older, holding on to something from my freshman year of high school is just a little silly at this point. And so one morning I, my mom was skyping with her and we had him come in and And I told him, I said, I want you to know that I really love you. That you're really special to me and I really appreciate all the effort you put in to being my dad. I changed my name this summer. And it's something that was really important for me to do for myself. And I want to honor you. And I want to know if it's okay with you if I call you dad again. And he sat up a little straighter. He, he, get, he was as ex- close to excited as he gets. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yes, I would love that, daughter. You can call me dad, daughter. Must have called me daughter like two or three more times <laughs> in the few short sentences that he said. He's a man of few words always. And it made me feel really good. And you know, I'm crying, my mom's crying, we have this little moment. And part of where I chose the name rain for myself is because I fell in love with the rain when I lived in Los Angeles. And in LA, you know, it's, everyone, everyone knows it's the place of smog. You're like in a bowl of smog. There comes a point when it's really bad that you can hardly see the mountains at all, the air, you can't really smell. It's just kind of like this stale thing. But when the rains come, it clears the air, clears the smog, you can see the mountains, you can see how beautiful everything really is. And it smells so good. And there's a way that in that moment I felt like I was bringing that rain into my relationship with John. Part of my healing journey has been allowing myself to touch those tender places within me and actually allow myself to feel them fully. And part of my journey has also been to let them go, to allow the rain come and wash it all away. So I say, bring on the rain.